This is a comedy show about black mental health and race. None of the views expressed here should be considered advice. This is a content and trigger warning. Some audience members may find the show's content to be harmful and disturbing. Not as annoying as this fucking music. This comedy discusses issues that are adult in nature. You must be 18 or over to listen. The views expressed are independent of any podcast platforms or sponsors. Now that we've eliminated, exploited, or offended everyone in the known fucking universe, please enjoy the show. If you have an actual emergency, please dial 911. Peace. Welcome to Zoom. Enter your meeting ID followed by pound. You are in the meeting now. You are the first participant. Please stand by. You have public access to listen to this Zoom meeting live. Friday nights after midnight, around 3 a.m., actually Saturday morning, which is 3 a.m., by dialing in at 646-876-9923. That's 646-876-9923. Our meeting ID is 819-6724-8120. That's 819-6724-8120. Meeting ID. The passcode is 307404. That's 3074 zero four three zero seven four zero four thank you and we'll see you inside our zoom meeting on black mental health and race assalamu alaikum brother peace to the god peace to the universe what's going on brother we are back for another week it is what is the day february 26 uh 2022 happy savior's day brother happy savior's day bro indeed um for those of you who are not familiar with what uh savior's day is in the nation of islam whether you're in the nation or not we do have um a recognition of uh master farad muhammad and elijah muhammad and um, we won't make it to the history books for these two. In fact, history records them as a charlatan, Master Farad Muhammad, and Elijah Muhammad as the guy that orchestrated the uh, assassination of Malcolm X and who fathered a teenage pregnancies so um that is the narrative the official narrative uh for people who don't know uh the history of the nation of islam and shame on you well i don't know if we want to (laughs) verse and 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 i surely don't know if um we want to paint that picture um um 
as the nation of Islam or the history of the nation of Islam with um, the uh, blasphemous uh, and non-truths about the Honorable um, Elijah Muhammad and Master Farad Muhammad um, as true de 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 depictions of who they were and true depictions of the who, who and what the nation of Islam is. Um, but I, I'll, I'll um, go a little further and make uh, attempt to make the connection. Uh, interesting enough that we have um, um, uh, Black History Month um, and uh, the Nation of Islam Savior's Day. Was this Savior's Day, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, all in the month of February, right? Mm. Um, yes, sir. And and I don't know if that was intentional or unintentional, but there seemed to be some divine um, work that was happening if in fact it was not intentional because uh, February being as short as it is, it is definitely a uh, black history month in which um, significant um, uh, black historical things have happened during that month. Um, you know, just with starting black history month in the month of February, having Savior's Day in the month of February, um, talking about Master of Muhammad and uh, the Honorable, Honorable Elijah Muhammad, um, Dr. Carter G. Woodson, um, all those famous people, and Dr. Carter G. Woodson saying and announcing that this is the month in which we want to celebrate or the month in which we want to look back at the celebration of Black history uh, and the contributions that Black people have made in America. And ironically enough, um, Savior's Day shows up in this month. Hmm. Indeed, brother. Uh, I wanted to uh, paint the picture of uh, who they, and they meaning um, the white supremacist ideology thinks the nation is to this very day. Um, and a part of that narrative is the fact uh, the um, erroneous conclusion that um, Master Farad Muhammad was indeed uh, a con artist and uh, that um, anything produced from it uh, was no good, um, including um, the man that went on to complete his mission, Master Farad Muhammad's mission, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad as the messenger of our God in our time. Um, we do not, um, in the nation of Islam, as it may be mistakenly construed, try to replace Prophet Muhammad, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon Prophet Muhammad of 1400 years ago. We are saying that we are people that have been abused 
and should not a messenger come to us? And whether you in the Arabic Islamic community believe it or not, or believe it to be shirk, or um, what's that other word, haram, we have a unique destiny and we needed a unique savior. And so there are two saviors day, one falling in February of um, each year annually, and one falling in October of each year annually. Um, some of you may be familiar with October 16th. That would be the um, date of the second Savior's Day. So there was one for Elijah Muhammad and one for the man who taught him, Master Farad Muhammad. That's what it's actually two Savior's Day in our nation of Islam being different from uh, the rest of the Islamic world and and perhaps even considered um, was was the world um, not part of the Sharia or the uh, or the uh, Shahada, not not the Shahada. What is that word um, for the books of the of the Prophet? The Hadith, not part of the Hadith of the official Muslims. Uh, we are considered a fringe group. Uh, um, and I wanted to paint this bad picture for a reason, because um, we know it not to be true. And uh, I was just listening to The Breakfast Club, and uh, Nuri Muhammad was on there uh, announcing Savior's Day. And... Uh, Angela Yee and Charlemagne the God had asked them, well, why is it um, they give such a, a bad name to the nation? And why do um, that name, does that bad name linger onto the nation of Islam to this very day? Uh, history doesn't look favorably upon them. And um, Nuri Muhammad answered them and agreeing with them, of course. And he said that the the reason that uh, we're not shown in a favorable light is because we are in the midst of our enemy. Our enemy not being people or individuals, but being the... Uh, what is that called? Um, the doctrine, the false doctrine of white supremacy. Um, and so we are in the belly of that beast of white supremacy and we shall not be shown in any favorable light. But what Nori Muhammad asked um, people that were listening to the Breakfast Club yesterday was to look at the pictures of the people who joined the nation and look at them today. Look and see if all of the ills of being in the wilderness of North America still plagued them. If you looked at how they came into the nation, 
and how they came out. And just before this recording started, we were jokingly talking about uh, our dietary laws and um, how I didn't know how you were able to maintain <laughs> that just like chicken as being the primary source of your um, protein or, or or your diet. Even I couldn't keep it up. But uh, we did have so, some austere um, eating habits. So, so did you go back to eating beef and other meats? Yes, sir. And that was just recently, um, maybe within the last seven years, when I found out I was going to die of um, congestive heart failure. And um, I had been a vegetarian for seven years. And for like the rest of the time, maybe like 20 years afterwards, I started eating um, fish and chicken, sort of like you. But my my main diet was pescatarian or, or just seafood rather than eating meat. And um, none of that saved me. Um, especially when I went back to drinking. Uh, I went back to drinking for maybe about three or four years. And along with that drinking became, uh, came with um, smoking weed and drinking alcohol. And between those three uh, changes in my diet, it, it gave me I don't. I, I won't. I couldn't say medically that it caused uh, my congestive heart failure, but there was some complications of that change in diet, change in discipline. Well, I think. I think for me, um, even uh, prior to the nation of Islam, um, Orthodox Islam had given me a discipline. Um, in terms of my eating habits also. So I right. already had um, um, kind of a strict um, eating discipline. Um, mm -hmm. But then meeting you in the Nation of Islam, it made it, 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 it up that like, um, I don't know, like another 100%. Um, because I think when I was Orthodox Muslim, I think I did eat meat, um, mm -hmm. but I didn't eat sweets. I didn't eat candy, you know, like um, <laughs> uh, cakes and killer. pies, Ooh. candy bars. I didn't. I didn't eat things like that. Um, mm. But I think I. I think when I was Orthodox Islam, I think I did eat beef. So I did eat some red meat, um, but then. After after meeting you in the Nation of Islam, I cut that out, um, mm -hmm. and so I no longer was eating red meat. Um, you know, um, I was already not eating um, uh, 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 certain seafoods like anything that was considered a scavenger. So I wasn't eating anything like that. Um, so I was only eating whiting, whiting fish. Um, 
so yeah, so to this day, I mean, it's 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 um I, I, it's not that challenging for me because that's that's all I know. Right. You know, I I know that I'm only gonna eat fish, turkey, um, or whiting. Mm-hmm. On a day to day basis, or chicken, right, right, and pro- and probably more chicken than anything else. Um, but that's so just basically poultry and fish. Yep. Wow. Yep. That's and that's impressive. That's, I, it's an interesting that you see it as impressive because I don't. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I don't see it. Any, I, don't, I don't know another way. I, I, in fact, I want to eat more. I want to eat more healthy. <laughs> you want you want to eliminate the, the meats altogether. <laughs> well, I want I, I want to eat like um like stews like like healthy stew, um, mm-hmm. you know, like that might have vegetables and potatoes and um. You know, the, you know, vegetables, but might have right. a, a nice meat in it. If I could eat and something like sauce. that every, right. yeah, if I could eat something like that every day, I probably would. Mm-hmm. And, and at mm-hmm. least I would eat that six days a week, and then maybe like <laughs> um, uh, on the seventh day. And then, and then, bro, you know, because of the month of Ramadan, you know, um, last year um, fasted on the month of Ramadan. I am still mm-hmm. fasting to this day. Wow. One mil one mil a day. Wow. Um Ramadan Mubarak. It it's the um the Muslim, the official Muslim um Ramadan? Or is this yeah. the, the nation of Islam? No, no, it's it's official Orthodox um um Muslim Ramadan. Man, the only difference is it it you know, it's from sun up to sundown. Right. I I I still only eat one meal a day, but but mm-hmm. um one real meal a day. But during mm-hmm. the day, I, I will eat like a granola bar and an apple. Mm-hmm. And and just and, to keep me going. Yeah, you know, to keep me going. And then I have one meal. Right. And and, I, and um I, it's because Allah knows what's what's in your heart, and uh, it's the sincerity, not the uh, the suffering, that uh, is best. If we uh, but knew, right, or something like that. Um, that that the nation. If I was still in the nation, I would be observing both uh, Ramadans. Um, the, we have actually two in the nation, and depending on where the Ramadan for all Muslims in the world, global Islam, uh, I would observe that too, and we would too as part of members of the Nation of Islam. Uh, we didn't um, disregard what Prophet Muhammad set up in terms of uh, Ramadan, but it was um, but it was um, based upon that the the global uh, Ramadan was based upon uh, the Prophet Muhammad. Um, indeed. Um, 
So we would observe all three in the nation. Um, the two that, that we had for our struggle here in America and the one that we had for um, uh, being in fellowship, as they call it, in the Baptist church with Muslims all over the world. Mm-hmm. So we had we had a a duty that was went even further. Uh, it wasn't uh, more pious than any other Muslim, but um, we had a new unique. Uh, experience here in America that could not um, be shaken by just uh, wearing a jala bill. Um, that is what Master Farad Muhammad taught us. Um, whether that be shirk or not in the Sharia or uh, Haram is It can be judged, but um, we're not going to, as members of the Nation of Islam or former members of the Nation of Islam, to let that um, that taboo um, erase our experiences and how we must psychologically get out of them. I um, I don't know what training in your psychology has done, but I, I do know that there there was a, a reason and it was mental the way Master Farad Muhammad went about combating white supremacy in America, which makes the nation successful to this day in spite of being um, lauded as, as some group of murderers. I don't know any uh, group of murderers with such a clean record. No praises due to Allah. Hmm. If you don't, I don't hmm. know how you live. In, I don't know how you live in the United States and, and feel that hmm. way. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> but but uh, <laughs> we will always be considered the black sheep, um, and. Um, that is something that um, we have learned to deal with as, as, as um, being in, in a society of um, a Christian-based secular, meaning that uh, they don't um, take what they have as religion, as government, but they do have um, a Christian-based faith government, where in God we trust, is is the um, the main characteristic of uh, the creed of um, American United States. Yeah, but and I can't tell you how much I, you know, I I, I don't like to deal with religion at all when mm. it comes to what, what I do for a living. But right. I will say this, bro. Um, religion has messed more people up um, mm. than I, I don't know, that probably has helped people. 
Um, mm. I, I have more clients, man, struggling in, in trying to uphold a religious um, ideology mm. um, than, than not. I have more people, um, you know, more, so many of my clients that are struggling morally because they're trying to um, um, adhere to this religious concept of what they're supposed to be doing and mm. and not being able to meet that religious uh, moral obligation and feeling guilty as a result of that. And so many of them are so depressed um, or, be, or becoming so depressed because they're trying to match this unreal unrealistic um uh religious obligation um that's not fitting into their normal natural life and mm. it's just it's just problematic you know and my you know my um teachings um academically um teaches me not to deal with things from a religious perspective, but when people approach me, telling them what their church told them to do and what their preacher told them to do, it is so um, hard for hmm. me to say, uh, I know you told me not to say this the last time, like when I, I said, <laughs> leave them niggas alone. That's how I feel sometimes, man. I, but I can't say uh, he, leave them niggas alone at that church. Yes, you know, man. you know, uh, you know, leave that shit uh, alone. That shit has got you fucked up. Uh, listen, we we got a saying in the mosque that there are niggas in both sides. Yeah, bro. <laughs> See. You you got the fruit of Islam, but you also got some niggas in both sides. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. So, Every religion is plagued by niggas. Um, and we're not talking about skin color. We're talking about people that are just opposite of what they profess out of their mouths. Yeah, and, um, and you... you, okay. you, you, you teaching a a doctrine um to people that ha that has outlived its usefulness in people's mm -hmm. lives you know um you you're telling people about this antiquated way of living that no longer serves its purpose mm -hmm. and it is people are trying to adhere to that and not understanding why they're running into the barriers that they're running into, because they don't know, mm. they don't know how to, and they are afraid to abandon that ideology because of guilt, you know, and because of fear. Right. right. And I'm not exactly. trying to knock the, the the black church or religion, but I am saying mm -hmm. that um, they need to do a better job with what they're mm. doing to their people, because. Mm. Their, their their help is manifesting as hurt. Right. Indeed. 
You are listening to Black Mental Health and Race. We are way over time, brother. Um, I don't even know how we got here, but uh, oh, we were talking about Nuri Muhammad. Um, when I come back, I wanted to discuss uh, my condolences to Nuri Muhammad and his wife, uh, one of their daughters at the age, young age. 22. Has lost her life. Um, yeah, rest in power to, um, uh, let me see if I can get the name. I'm going to get the name right when I come back. I know it, I just can't pronounce it. Kahara Muhammad. When we come back after this commercial break, uh, we'll discuss that and our theme for tonight, which uh, we haven't even got to yet, and we're already past the first 30 minutes, was um, who deserves what? Um, the ends of um, uh, justice, fairness, and equity. Who deserves what? Um, that includes white supremacy, uh, the war that uh, they're about to engage in in Russia and Ukraine. Um, we're not going to talk about the details of that war, but what war in general means to your truth or your religion or what you think is right compared to might, force and power, what war does to what you think you believe in. All of that can change in the twinkling of an eye. And you are listening to Black Mental Health and Race. I am your host, MF Doug AF, and my co-host is Dr. Moore. And we'll be right back after these messages. Peace to the universe. Peace to the God. The views expressed are independent of any podcast platforms or sponsors. Oh, my people. I want you to understand and know the time. 